What's up, guys? Thank you for clicking on the podcast. Me and Mark went over science-based lifting, our opinions on it, how we feel about it. Uh, we kind of pushed back against you know a lot of the people that do things by the book and swear by that. This is a great time, great topics. Uh, make sure you stick around to the end because it gets pretty juicy. We are working out. We hit a little bit of push day. So if there's heavy breathing and grunting or a little bit of stuff you hear in the background, I apologize. Thank you for the love and support. So here's Anabolic Activities episode 27. Hope you guys enjoy it. Those of you that have been lifting and uh, being consistent with it and stuff, you're gonna have a lot of ups and downs from like mindset standpoint. You'll, especially if you're gaining and losing weight, sometimes when you're gaining weight, you'll just feel like you're just getting fat and you're trying to bulk. And then it's hard to stay steady with it because you're like, all I'm doing is adding fat. But again, as we pointed out in our other video, which some people got confused about, we talked about holding on to the weight and people were talking about how that's like a lot of bro science. Um, but we're not trying to give you any sort of science, whether it be bro science or real science. We're not trying to point to studies or show you studies. We're telling you what we've experienced and what we've seen. And I've been around for a really long time and there's weird things that you notice when you're around for a long time. Like I noticed that um, in terms of uh, people being really lean, if somebody holds on to their, somebody gets down from 220 to like 180 and they're, they're pretty lean, you see some striations and stuff. If they simply stay at 180 and their body weight doesn't move and they stay there for like a year, they will look leaner. I don't know exactly what happens. I don't know if they dropped more body fat. I don't know if you can technically say they're in a caloric deficit or some of these things, but they will be leaner. Another thing that happens is people will just appear leaner. I don't know if they get leaner via their body fat percentage, but people just appear leaner as they get older. If they're training for longer, you end up with this kind of like muscle maturity. And I don't know what the science says on stuff like that, but it just looks crazy. Uh, I told Encima years ago, I was like, dude, you're just going to get leaner. It's going to be insane. When you're like 35, I mean, Encima already looks absolutely incredible and insane. But when he's 35, just inherently from all the jujitsu, from all the training, he'll just be rolling and he'll have striations and shit through his like hamstrings and quads without really trying for that dry look that you might get from bodybuilding. Now he, again, he's an extreme case already in great shape on the flip side of that uh, if you get big and you try to hold on to some of that weight for a while you'll be able to push more weight and then some people were like oh I thought in bodybuilding that that's not important I don't know where anybody got that idea from weights are always important the weight that you lift is always important maybe you end up being a little bit like Kenny and I where we don't really always track the weight that we're lifting but just because you don't track it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. That's the same thing is true with calories. Just because you don't track them doesn't mean that they're insignificant and that they don't matter. But what, I, what I've seen is that when I was powerlifting, I would gain weight a lot for competition. If I gained, if I gained weight 
and was getting ready for a contest simultaneously, I wouldn't be nearly as strong as if I pre-gained the weight and then prepped for a meet. So what I'm saying is before the 12 week prep, I already got myself to weigh 280. Then I competed at 275. I'd be insanely strong. And that's where I squatted 1,080 was in the 275 weight class because I held 280 for a whole training block. That's way different than weighing 260 and going, oh my God, I got six more weeks until the show. I need to weigh about 280 and then weigh in at 275. I don't know how or why that's so different, but mass can help move mass and having a little fluff and a little junk in the trunk can really help. On the other side of that is that Sometimes if you train really lean and uh, without a lot of calories, you can also be fatigued a little bit. So you're gonna be able to put, literally put less energy into your workouts. So those are all things to keep in mind and to think about. And you know, you, you guys that try to come at me on IG or YouTube or wherever, like go ahead and send out whoever you want to me. Send out Mike Isretel, send out Lane Norton. Release the hounds. Put whoever you want on me because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. There's a reason why those guys don't ever come at me in that way. It's not because, and I'm not saying I can outbattle them. I'm not challenging them to a battle rap or a duel or of any kind. Those guys are doctors. Those guys know what the fuck they're talking about. They have a knowledge base that is deeper than mine, but you're not gonna really find them disagreeing on some of these things that I'm talking about, they're not gonna be like, there's no science behind that. They're most likely going to agree. And there's a reason why there's weight classes in powerlifting because the, strong, the strongest people are normally the heavier people. They're going to be able to move more weight. And so when someone's trying to get big, whether it be for bodybuilding, a sport, if they get big and stay big, it'll be easier for them because they'll be able to handle more reps, more sets, more overall volume in their training, which will help them get bigger. Just like the slingshot helps you get bigger. More sets, more reps, more overall work in your workouts. So something to think about, something to keep in mind. When you're doing all this stuff, you see some of those comments, Kenny? Yeah, I just didn't People fucking... getting. I was going to reply to every single one, but I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. They're like, no reason bro to... science. I'm like, yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm a bro. I go to the fucking gym. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not the guy that's going to use big words and go by the book and everything is a study. Mm -hmm. Half the shit in bodybuilding is fucking bro science anyways. Milo says it. Talks bodybuilding about it. Bodybuilding is an art. Yeah. It's like, no. it's an art. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be. You can science some of it, but it, it's an art. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, you know, the people that love like Mike Isertel and stuff, I love Mike Isertel. But sometimes he uses big words and the stuff he's saying, it just overcomplicates it. I'm sure for majority of people sometimes with the RPE and the stop it two reps before failure and fucking all this shit that gets thrown, mesocycle, whatever. I just, I don't know. I just go by my experience and grab what I like and apply it to my own stuff. And if you don't like it, then don't do it. It's not rocket science.
Oh, this is a great pump though. It's a sick pump. Nothing scientific about that. Just some Cialis and insulin. <laughs> Ooh, wait. Oh yeah, that's something nifty. There's never gonna be a time where somebody makes a snide remark on Instagram and you click on their thing and it's like, I, you know, so-and-so IFBB pro and he's all jacked, you yeah. know what I mean? So he's yeah. some pipsqueak. Yeah, and honestly. <laughs> some guy who doesn't know what they're talking about. You could cut this out. I don't know, I don't wanna throw any shots, but I'm just looking at it from like, I don't know, all the sciencey people, they usually side with Mike Isertel talking right. about how optimal it is to train that way. But if you look at the top fucking 20 at the Olympia, who is doing that style of training? I don't see one of them. I saw Nick Walker started it uh, recently and he tore his hamstring. So I'm like, how optimal can one Kenny, thing have you ever seen uh, Peter Itia before? Do you know who that is? That sounds super familiar. Yeah, is he Peter, is? Peter Itia is like a health uh, guy. He's one of the more popular guys in the space. Yeah. He had Derek on his show recently. Really? For more plates, more dates. Yeah. And you're just sitting there firing out question after question after question. Oh, wait, about, I think I did watch that. About Casey. growth hormone and yeah. tests. And it's like, Peter Itia is a doctor. He's a practicing physician. Why is he talking to Derek? Yeah. Why is he asking all these questions? Where did Derek learn all his information from? Derek learned almost all his information from forms and from bodybuilding. Yeah. And one of the highest, one of the most well-renowned doctors in the world is relying on information from a bodybuilder is because the information works top down. It works opposite the way that people think. People think that the information comes from science. No, the information comes from people doing it first. Yeah. And in our community, in the fitness community, the top down is bodybuilding. So much stuff comes from bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is, bodybuilding is like NASCAR is to the safety of a very regular vehicle. In NASCAR, they created certain types of seat belts, certain types of harnesses, I think a rear view mirror was created in NASCAR. Yeah. And then it ends up in your car for safety purposes because it's top down. Yeah. Uh, those cars are faster. Those cars are more dangerous. And same thing with bodybuilding. What bodybuilders do a lot of times is, is dangerous. Yeah. A lot of times it's extreme. But who better to learn from? Exactly. So many of these diets, these keto diets, flexible dieting, where, where did it come from? Yeah. So much of it fucking came from bodybuilding. Yep. And... I'm just thinking when everybody fucking throws these studies out at me, not at me, but like out there, I'm like, I always question, and I don't know shit about science or any of that, so I'm not saying you're wrong, but how many of these studies, like how many of those apply to like a fucking massive lean bodybuilder? Like who are these studies done on? I don't know. So I don't really, to be honest, I don't really, give a single fuck about the, you know. They don't have the hardly studies. any, they don't have any hardly any tests on people that, I mean, as far as I know, one of the bigger studies they've ever done was on people taking around 600 milligrams of testosterone. But beyond that, I mean, that's a pretty good amount. Beyond that, they don't have a lot of information. When Derek was asked question after question about growth hormone, he's like, we don't have any. Yeah, he's I, like, Here, here's what I that. think, Here, here's what I believe. Yeah. Here's what I've heard. Here's what bodybuilders would say. He had to repeatedly say that because there aren't really studies. They yeah. don't have a lot of studies on growth hormone showing exactly. He's like, how does it liberate fat? He's like, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
He's like, but it does. Talk to guys that use it. They say it helps them get leaner. Yeah. Like how? (laughs) And it can somehow make you insulin resistant. They're not sure by what pathway. Yeah. (laughs) So that's where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fuck around and find out for myself. Yeah. yeah. Within the next decade. Okay. That's what makes bodybuilding so fun, though. Yeah, it's what makes doing all this stuff so fun. Just it's like, I don't know, experiment. I'll try this. Yeah. And I'll smash a bunch of carbs afterwards and see what happens. Exactly. That's see if you like, feel better. Yeah. Take two IUs of insulin. You feel a great pump. You try 10. You get a bigger pump. And you just get more jacked. I thought some of what you said when we were talking back and forth about like the body weight stuff, I thought that was great because you made it super simple. That's, that's, what, we were tra- that's what we were talking about. But like, yeah. if somebody... Basically, if, you're, if you try to lose weight really fast, usually things don't work out that great. If you try to gain weight really fast, usually things don't work out that great for you. So if you gain weight over a period of time, if you say in your head, I want to compete in bodybuilding, but you slow yourself down and say, I'm not going to compete for like two years because I need to get bigger. That's going to be a much better path because you went from 200 to 220 to 230 and then you held that weight for a while and you reshaped and re-sculpted. And sorry, that's not scientific, but you re-sculpted your weight at 220, 230. Yep. You worked on it. And then you start thinking about, okay, now I can start to think about dieting down for a show. But you can't like get big and fat and then diet down to a show. It doesn't, you, that does not work that way. Yeah. You can't go from 200 to 230 back down to 190. You're going to be left with less than what you had in the first place. Yeah. Because he didn't take time to build any of it. Yeah, and I see comments and people are like, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, all right, tell me how that's <laughs> stupid. One, I'm not a coach. I'm not a fucking guru. I don't claim to be any of that. But I know that if you get to your peak bulk at 220 and then even a month later go into a deficit, you're going to lose your gains, especially you natty people that are too scared. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, you used the right word. You said marinate. I thought that was really good. Yeah, you got to let it sit and sizzle yep. and stick. I, I don't know any other. There's not one bodybuilding coach that would disagree with that. Yeah. And all, so that's why I'm confused at the comments. I'm like, you guys clearly aren't fucking jacked. And especially if you're natty. I would say even more so if you're natty because you don't have the crutch and the help of the drugs it's just going to take longer yeah when you go into a deficit the drugs really just help you preserve the muscle mass that you gain during your bulk so if you're natty do it for longer bulk for longer and cut longer and slower so you keep those fucking gains that you worked for for one two however many years you were in your surplus it's not rocket science i like the uh, bubbliness of the of the glutes in those pants, really oh, nice. Yeah, thank you. I wore those pants one time, like on a run or whatever, <laughs> or that day where I was a bodybuilder. Yeah. And you were a runner. Oh yeah, I love that. Day. And the waist on those pants, it was uh. Even though I'm lean, it like sausaged in any chub that I had, <laughs> and made it pour out over the sides. I was like, you got to be really lean to wear these. Yeah. Fucking specialty bodybuilding pants. Yeah, I get a lot of compliments about these. You know. People love them. My mom loves them. My girl loves them. My grandma loves them. My brother loves them. Overhead press. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. back into a little bit of the workout design. I think it's important that you have variation and have some fun. For some people, maybe they don't need as much variation. Maybe that's fun for them. I know some people really love to keep track and they might like to do like every week, they might like to track their yeah. stiff leg deadlift and their bent over row and see where they get with it. Yeah. Um, for me, I get too distracted and I wanna like do something else or do something slightly different. But yeah. for other people, if you enjoy that, then that's fine. I think that's a really good route to go. I think Encima has done that successfully with a lot of his lifting where he really tracked stuff years ago. And I used to track stuff too, but I didn't track it like, I didn't diligently do the same exercises all the time. But for somebody new trying to bring up a muscle group or trying to get stronger in a certain position, for a few weeks in a row, you might want to track a bent over row. You might want to track a stiff leg deadlift or a regular deadlift. Yeah, I did that. I did that again. I don't know if it's my ADHD or just how I am, but I did also did that for like a year. I would log book everything. I have a, a decent amount of journals of just training. Uh, but I, I did that for the last like two weeks. I was super motivated. I was like, all right, you know, this is the way to make progress. I'm going to track everything. So I did, but then I don't know. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I could, I could, you know, work. It's not something that you really like doing. No, I like just going in and I feel like I'll track my intensity. I don't know if that makes sense, but as long as week to week, my intensity is either staying the same or increasing and not dropping, then I'm like, shit, it doesn't really matter what I do. And I might work two hours later in there or get a bad night of sleep. And then when I go to do the same exercise, I'm weaker and I'm like, it just mind fucks yeah. me and then I just can't do it. I agree with what you're saying. There's some people that would say, look, if you're stuck with doing four sets of six, a deadlift with 315, because your coach said so, and you force yourself through that for the day, that could potentially get you stronger, especially if it was like a little bit more weight than the last week. And I get some of that. But I think what Kenny and I are sharing is that we don't particularly love to train that way. And it's important that you find stuff, like if you don't like something, you need to question how important is this for me to do this? Is this super important for me to stay really strict with this? Or is this an area where I can give up ground? I could be more thoughtful. I could think of a different way to do it because if you're unmotivated, that's a huge sticking point. Sometimes we're not motivated because we didn't eat enough. Sometimes we're not motivated because we didn't sleep enough. There's a lot of other reasons on why that might happen. But if you don't like doing something just because you find that when you do it, you hate it, then I think it's a good idea to reevaluate that exercise or reevaluate why you're doing that thing. You also sometimes have to give things time. So if someone prescribes something to you and they say, hey, look, this is the best way to get strong at deadlift, you got to deadlift. Afterwards, you got to do a stiff leg deadlift. And after that, you got to do bent over rows. Well, of course you might hate that week one, week two, week three. So you may have to sludge through it for a little while because if you get good at that, you might then start to like that because you felt the progress of it. But if you've tried things you feel like enough times and you still hate it, you hate a keto diet, then don't do it. How many people are shredded without a keto diet? There's tons of people that are in great shape without it. 
If you don't like uh, more of a bodybuilding style diet and you happen to like fats more and you think a keto diet fits you really well and you've gotten in shape with it before, then use the keto diet. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point in being able to have some uh, options here. There are precise ways to probably get things done. There's probably some ways to optimize certain things, but if it's something that you don't dig, you don't like it, I don't think there's a lot of reasons to really force yourself to do it. And I'm not talking about, again, we're not talking about intensity. Like Kenny and I are always, we're going to put intensity in the stuff. Like that's not an issue. Probably not an issue for most of you. Most of you don't, probably don't have a problem like fucking putting your mind forward and, and committing to something. Um, so that's not really the thing in question. The thing in question is, do you need to do a bunch of shit that you hate to get the results that you want? You don't always have to. There still might be like one or two things in there that you're going to need to do that you just have no choice about. But like, I don't particularly love pinning myself. Yeah. It's part of the game. It's part of what I, it's part of what I agreed to do. Yep. Same. So then I got to stick myself with needles here and there. That's why I do rear delts so I can like it a little <laughs> bit more. So you can have more spots. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite, like you seem to really love training. Oh yeah. I so love like it. what's, what's, what's like uh what are two or three of your favorite things? Like, mm. what do you really like about it? Like, obviously like getting a pump is fun, but like, um, I like, Hmm, that's a good one. Like that freedom to stack the, the exercises up. That seems like, I mean, you send me workouts and you, you're pumped up about it. Like what, like, uh, oh, yeah, I make workouts all day. Why do you think combining stuff like that gets you fired up? Like combining exercises or just working out just yeah. anything in the gym yeah like yeah just like uh like thinking about a workout design Ooh, yeah i i don't know i think i just i love the challenge the gym gives me i love that it's hard i love that i can make shit hard that maybe i get off work and i know i'm going into something that's going to challenge me and it's going to just make me uh more of a mental challenge hmm. Yeah, more of a mental challenge. The exercising and the lifts are fun, but it's more of the mental side that gets me fired up and the structure of it. Even if, again, I might not follow a strict program, but I still make my, I still get excited about, mm -hmm. ooh, I'm gonna go do incline barbell press today. Maybe I'll get three and a quarter or something. Uh, so I just think, <sighs> besides the pump, I just think the, the mental challenge, it allows me to disconnect kind of like baseball used to do, but you could just kind of zone out. And then once you told me there's no rules to this, I'm like, oh, I could really zone out now. I could just do whatever the fuck I like to do that's gonna make me happy after work or after a stressful day. So just the freedom, it's your body. You could do whatever the fuck you want, mash things up together. With baseball and maybe some other things, it's like, you don't have too much wiggle room. I mean, you could go hit for hours on end, but like, as far as what you're doing, like you have a coach, he tells you what to do. You have to do what the team does. So with this, it's like, I was just like, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. There is no rule. So I can do whatever I want with my body, the freedom. You could work out like three different times a day for 20 minutes. Yeah. Or I you could work, work out for 16 minutes, yeah. work out 90 minutes. Yeah. You can uh, work out straight or you could rest five minutes in between sets. Yep. I think, you know, one of the things I really love about 
about lifting and, and, and the way that I lift is, um, you know, I'm not, this is not a jujitsu class. Uh, although we agreed to be here like a certain time today, I don't normally have to be here at a certain time. And there's really no, there's no certainty to the workout really yeah. other than I'm gonna work hard. That's really the only thing I know coming in. And I love having the freedom of just doing exercises that I think are gonna fit me for the day. You know, because some days I'm sore or beat up from other things, maybe from running. And I get to come in and select different workouts. It gives you a little bit of uh, artistic control over the different things that you want to do. Right. But I think another huge, another huge aspect of this is to under, is to really understand and embrace the fact that this is all made up. It's literally all made up. This is artificial exercise because we don't dig ditches anymore, and we don't build stuff as much. There are people that have manual labor jobs, but we're, <laughs> we're not one of them. We need to figure out different ways to. Because I think that everyone, I think ingrained in everybody's body is a certain amount of movement every single day. I think every human, uh, every single human is designed to move probably like seven to 10 miles every day. And if you don't do seven to 10 miles of work every day, I think that's when anxiety and depression and a lot of things will really creep in because you'll have a lot of idle time. And you'll be sitting around and you'll be consuming energy and you won't be burning any off. And so this is our opportunity to like blow it out, you know, burn off some energy. Yeah. And it feels fucking incredible. But remember, it's, it's made up. So why can't you make up stuff? Like you should be able to make up exercises. Yep. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And just the thought of, I think the, the motivation of just being an overall stronger, better, more physical version of myself. Because mm. even, I mean, I could find like, once you go to the gym for a while and you know like what muscle does what, how it works, how you can train it, how you can tax it, I start, I find myself like, I'll go do labor work at my grandpa's property and I'll be moving shit and in my head I'll be like, ooh, this is building my erectors or this is building my forearms. And so I just make the most out of something like that because I'm thinking about, you know, I don't know, it's just easier to be more physical and get mm -hmm. more benefit and enjoy anything physical. It could Dude, be moving I do, shit. I do tons of dumb stuff that just involves burning more calories. Like for one, I heard the other day that only 2% of the population takes the stairs. When they have, when have an option to- We're to, so fat. Well, when they have the option to use the elevator or escalator at an airport and stuff like that, people, people choose the escalator, elevator. 100% of the people know that's healthier and more beneficial to send that signal and to use the stairs, but they choose not to. So those are things that whenever I can, it's not always convenient for me to do it, but why not be part of the 2%? When I go grocery shopping, I don't use a cart. I use a basket. Why do I use a basket? Well, because you gotta fucking lug the basket around the grocery store. It's extra calories. You know, what if I, do, if I, what if I shop twice a week? and I load up that basket each time. It's like I gotta sit there and hold, hold that basket every single time. It's like that shit adds up. Yeah, that's how I think exactly like that. Even when, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I guess just working outside or even in there, I'll be picking up boxes and like <laughs> doing like a stiff leg Get a little deadlift squat or, in there. or doing, yeah, just, I don't know. You can apply a lot of the gym stuff to everything. Look at like Tom, Tom Haviland or whatever his name is from Jailhouse Strong. Strongest guy he ever. He does exercises that he loves. And some of them, 
it's not even gym equipment. It's stuff he literally makes and then mm -hmm. creates the exercise. Guy works out in jeans, never shows his face, works out outside. It's like, there's so that's many a good, ways. That's a good, uh, that's really good insight. Like Tom Haviland is good to follow. Dre, uh, every, got, every goddamn Dre is good to follow. He does a lot of kettlebell stuff. Um, there's a lot of people to follow that do a lot of different exercising. And one version of exercising isn't necessarily that much more superior than another one. Um, but you can just find and pick and choose which ones you like. You can follow a bodybuilder and train on machines the way that we do sometimes. Or you can follow somebody that lifts odd objects and does strongman or CrossFit. You know, these things, they work really well for a lot of people. And Seema works out a particular way. Andrew works out a particular way. I work out a particular way. We're all lean, all in good shape. He works out a particular way. Jason Kalipa, former CrossFit Games winner, does jujitsu nowadays. He's in amazing shape. So you can literally look how good, good a shape sprinters are in. Or, or maybe you don't like the look of a bodybuilder. Maybe you want to look a little bit more like um, an endurance athlete or a track athlete or a football player. You can train like those. I mean, a football player goes out, they do all their drills. Um, they, they do a lot of like field drills. They do a lot of different stuff in the weight room, but they're not necessarily coming over here and doing like, and doing this and really trying to spread this apart to get the triceps, right? but they're still jacked, still yeah. shredded. I look at like Casey too. Mm -hmm. His Boxing. work capacity built up like is fucking insane. He'll be in there all day. He'll like box in the morning and then he'll come here, work out and then run around. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, how the fuck? Well, th those are really interesting points too. Like you, I had a friend, he, uh, he's uh, study he's studying to be a, a weenie doctor, basically. He's studying to be a urologist. And he's in just, he's knee deep in urology. <laughs> you imagine what that would be like. But he's just super busy. And he said that he's been just exhausted. And then recently he said he's been waking up earlier and he's been training. And now he has more energy. That's really interesting, right? Um, how much energy does an obese person have? Well, they're, they're holding on to tons of energy, right? There's, there's literally uh hundreds of thousands of calories on their body but they don't know how to liberate that energy that energy is like stuck on their body and their energy is usually really low like they don't even want to someone that's really heavy they don't even want to do anything so food can give you energy but it can also push you over the edge you ever just eat too much and you're like man i'm fucking good i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna lay down i ate way too much but if you eat the right amount, you're like, shit, I want to go for like a walk or I want to go for a run or I want to go exercise. And if you haven't felt that before, it's probably because you have a tendency to overeat. So if you kind of fine tune that, you'll get in tune with the amount of food that you need, your energy output, your energy input. But exercise, for the most part, exercise almost all the time should make you feel better and it should energize you. And it should give your mind a boost doesn't do that then you might be like 25 years old and you might be burning a candle for both ends with your job and your training and everything so you got to recalibrate you got to find your way back because training should make you feel amazing it shouldn't make you feel like shit oh yeah that was sick 
Yeah, that was great. I'm feeling euphoric. What's the body weight at? Mm, 240. Dropped a couple pounds just for, mm, just feel better here. Mm -hmm. Before, I'm still breathing heavy as shit, but before it was even worse. Like when the time frame we went to sane strength, oh God, <laughs> I was like so tired all the time. Mm -hmm. My sleep was suffering terrible. Like I felt like a zombie all day. And now my sleep is improving. So, yeah. Does it, I know that this messes me up. Does this mess you up? Like if you, if you fall behind, like if you fall behind on one day, does it like really have a cascade and like kind of mess up the other days? Yeah, I would say. Like right now for me, I'm shifted a little bit. I, I'm, I'm going to bed later and I'm, I'm actually like, I'm a little bit stuck. Um, it just happens to me every once in a while. I'll, I'll be off by like a couple hours. So everything's happening a little bit later for me. Yep. And it's annoying because I go to bed and it's like 11 and usually I'm in bed at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Oh yeah, that stresses me out. Like last night I got to bed later than I wanted to because I had a, another meal to get in and it was like nine and I could not keep, I fell asleep. I could not keep my eyes open, but I knew I needed to set an alarm to wake up to eat before I go to bed to train today. And I like, I just, it pissed me off cause I lost it. I was like so relaxed, tired. Then once I woke up and ate, I couldn't go to sleep. And mm. I was like, fuck. So yeah, that definitely stresses me out a lot. And it pisses me off a lot. Yeah, if you fall off a little bit, I would think it screws up everything else. It screws up your, um, your meal prep. It just throws off everything. Yeah, especially like if I, I'm tired, I don't want to meal prep at night, so I meal prep in the morning, but then I go to sleep late, and I still have to wake up early now because I thought I was gonna go to sleep early last night. Now I have to fucking just like, it's a lot. It gets tiring, but if I, sometimes I wish I could just be somebody who doesn't give a shit about <laughs> what I eat or if I train. But then when I've tried to do that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take one day of a break, which means I probably won't eat till like one or two o'clock, um, maybe like one meal, two meals, and just do whatever I want. But then that just gives me so much anxiety and depression. I just feel <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think your, your idea of fun and your idea of relaxation is just different than other people's. That's all. Yeah. So like you're sense. not gonna just like chill on the beach and forget about everything. No. Yeah, that's the hardest is trying to not care if I don't mm -hmm. go to the gym. Especially here, I just walk past. I'm like, I can't do that. I gotta do something. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> oh. mm -hmm. Shit. Good workout. Good pump. Yeah, that was amazing. I felt great. A little chest, little shoulders. Little giant set at the end. Triceps, rear delts, biceps. I want to kind of leave everybody with this, you know, at the end here is like, start to try to figure out ways, like if, if you're already having fun in your workouts and that's cool, but start to figure out ways that you can have more fun with your workouts because the like it's not so much fun, but the more freedom that you have within your workouts and uh, 
the more that you can explore, I think the more that you'll get and the more that you'll gain. So don't be afraid to like mix in different stuff. And then I think for Kenny and myself, I know like if I do a combination of things that's really awesome, I make note of it. I might not even write it down necessarily, but I keep, I keep track of it in my head that uh, going from the bench to the machine and going from the uh, incline bench to the fly, that's something I stole from Stan Efforting a long time ago, and I utilize it quite a bit. It's, um, it's just awesome. Like Stan had me warm up one time on a leg press. We went through set after set, got to about five plates, and then we did one really brutal set of leg extension and then went right into the leg press. So these are things you can try in whatever way that you want to do them. You can do it on curls, you can do it on triceps, do it wherever you want, but you can get a good, fast, intense workout done by utilizing some of those techniques. Take a sign out of here, Kenny. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the workout slash conversation. Got a great pump. Check us out on Anabolic Activities on Instagram and YouTube. Check out our last video as well. Great topic. Leave a like, drop a comment, let us know what you think. We love everybody that supports and we appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, until next time, stay anabolic, stay jacked, stay tan, and just stay jacked. This last off season I got to 250. I got just under 260 actually. And I wasn't maxing out all the avenues or whatever you want to call it that I could have been. Obviously anabolics didn't max out anything there. It's tough when you're a bigger guy and you need like a lot of fuel. It's just going to be very difficult for most of us to just have like a slice or two of pizza. Totally. It's going to yeah. hard, hard to be rational. We're not, not rational with anything. We're not rational with when we train. We're not rational with our supplements. We're not rational with anything. We want to kind of overdo or overdose everything.